quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all, for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard, for the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you. We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace in Parenting. Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Peace in Parenting podcast. We are so excited. We started planning this out maybe like two months ago, Michelle. Yeah, <laughs> we're I mean, it feels there. like it's taking us longer than we thought. Yeah, <laughs> but we're going to make it really good. Yes. Um, most of you probably know Michelle through her Instagram website. She's guested on a bunch of podcasts, but we just wanted to take a minute to fully introduce ourselves so you know who you're listening to. <laughs> Michelle, yes. you want to tell your story, how you got into yeah, all this? Yeah, I, I would love to. Um, I'm Michelle Kenny Carlson, and I started a little um, parenting coaching company a few years ago called Peace and Parenting. And um, I've been helping people find a more peaceful way to come to their parenting over the last few years. And um, I think this job became so important to me because it came so organically because I was at such a loss in my own parenting and I felt like I had to do something. And when I found a more peaceful, connective, positive way to parent, um, I wanted to spread the word because I thought, wow, this really has changed the way in which I look at all relationships in my life. And so if I can spread this message to other people, they can, it can be easier for them too. And so I became a um, certified hand-in-hand instructor a few years back, and that's kind of where I got my start. And now I just help people find a more peaceful way. And I think, um, you know, it never really occurred to me that parenting was going to be hard because I thought I was kind of a natural parent because I was a teacher. Um, but from the moment I brought the kids home, I was scared and nervous and I felt like I was at a complete loss in every situation. I mean, breastfeeding and sleeping and crying babies and fighting, um, siblings just all were totally unmanageable to me. They unhinged me completely. I wasn't prepared. I definitely wasn't prepared to be a mom of two little kids. And I found myself in this foreign land, um, And I fully embraced the whole idea of attachment parenting. I believed in wearing my baby and breastfeeding and making my own baby food. And I think I almost killed myself being an attachment parent (laughs) because I breastfed on demand and I never slept and I wore my kids constantly and I was a mess. And I couldn't find the balance in like, you know, being an attached parent and yet finding a way to connect with them so that things weren't so difficult. And so I read every book and I bought every gadget and nothing helped. And my, my secondary education background and my elementary education work and my master's in education didn't help one single bit. 
and I was lost. So I started doing what my parents did. And, um, you know, first there was timeout, then there was taking precious toys, then there was magic one, two, three, and love and logic, and nothing worked. I went through it all, the positive reinforcement and the star charts and the bribes and I ended up just being a yeller in the end of it, in the end of each day. And I would scare my kids. I think I like scared them into behaving some of the time. And then I scared them into disliking me a lot of the time and nothing really worked. So at the end of each night, I would just end up shutting the door on kids that were crying and scared because I was at the end of my rope and I didn't really know what else to do. And it left me feeling really sad. And I would go in my room and kind of cry myself to sleep too, because it was hard and it was unbearable. And I could see how much pain we were all in and I just didn't know what to do. But eventually I broke down to the right person who was like, you should really try hand in hand parenting. And I was like, hmm, okay, cool. I've tried everything else. I might as well try this too. And so I signed up to do 12 weeks of um, counseling and it was different, man. It was like, oh, you should listen through tantrums. You you don't need to punish and you have to get on the floor and play with your kids every day. And I was like, wait, what? Listen to feelings? What is this? No yelling? <laughs> <laughs> get on the floor and play? I was like, no, I have chores to do and <laughs> organic meals to prepare. And <laughs> I can't do that. We have ballet to go to. And so um, I started doing it and it was really simple stuff, but it was really difficult, but it worked. It started to immediately work. The girls, you know, stopped fighting so much. Um, you know, I thought that at some point we were going to have to end up in the emergency room so much that, the, you know, they were fighting so badly, but actually things became to became much easier. Brushing teeth was easier. We didn't have to watch 13 television shows to get people to go to bed. And I began to enjoy parenting. And some days were better than others. Um, but the good days became more often and the tough days became less. And so I was hooked. I thought, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this happen. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel because when it was good, it was really, really good and it felt good. And I was like, I want more of that. Like, I need that in my world. So after my 12 weeks, I decided I would enroll as an instructor and I did a whole like 10 months of being the client. And I took a deep dive into my parenting and my own childhood and my nuclear family and my triggers and everything. And it was one of the best things I ever did. Um, and I'm a determined human being. And so when I was determined to do this, it just became everything for me. And, um, you know, I was a stay at home mom. And once somebody told me, they told me that, that I had these wasted talents because I was just staying home with my kids. And I, I tell that, I, I say to whoever said this to me, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I have created incredible little humans they're, they will end up being the best people I know. And now I've created this career out of something I'm super passionate about and determined. And I won't stop until I've spread this message to everyone I know. Yeah, so not that's wasted at all. You've helped so many people. Thank you. <laughs> Especially uh, thank you. I like helping people. I know, Gemma, you're so good. You're like my biggest cheerleader. Yay, oh Gemma. <laughs> thank you. You make me feel good. Well, I needed you because I was kind of in the same boat. I just, I always joke about it, but I really did have a preschool boyfriend and I really like always was searching 
for the man that was going to give me babies. Like that's all I wanted in my whole life was just to be a mom. And when I had my first baby, I really felt like, yeah, I was right. This is what I was meant to do. And he was easy. I mean, not easy. He didn't sleep and we had ups and downs with him. But overall, I was like, this is exactly how I thought it was going to be. I'm doing awesome. My baby's awesome. And we were just connected all the time because we did nothing but spend time together. Like our whole life was a special time. <laughs> so so yeah, he perfect. was. But then we had our second one and life went very crazy. <laughs> yeah. Siblings can put you over the edge. Yeah. And just for, I mean, all the hormones and stuff after, like I yeah. wasn't the best version of myself anymore. And yeah. Caleb was only, I have two, they're two and four. They're 23 months apart. So Caleb was really still a baby when we brought a baby home. He was still, mm-hmm. well, no, I think he was out of diapers, but he wasn't sleeping through the night. And then we were like, now you have to sleep through the night because I can't stay up with two babies, which was hard no. for him. He wasn't ready. Um, and he had been co-sleeping with us and we had to kick him out of our bed. And then the baby got to be in our bed and he was just angry. He became angry. And then I was depressed. I was sleep deprived. I was disconnected and I was really isolated and ashamed was like the biggest thing is I didn't want anybody to know, like, I can't handle this. I'm not managing this. I'm not cut out, you know, because that everything I wanted wasn't, I wasn't showing up for it. Like I felt like a failure. I wasn't able to parent two kids and I wanted four kids. And now I'm like, whoop. <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> can't Four minus two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I just, I, so I remember a day we were having a horrible day and my mom and grandma happened to be over and I always got really embarrassed when Caleb misbehaved or when my parenting didn't appear to be quote unquote perfect. And so I just blew up at my mom and grandma and I was like, get out of my house. Like, because, and they weren't doing anything. It wasn't them. It was just me. Like, yeah. Caleb's misbehaving. I can't. You can't see this. Like, this is yeah. our hidden secret. Like, it's nobody shaming. Knows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of when I knew, like, I can't do this anymore. I need help. I just don't know where to get help. And yeah. somehow I must have searched some hashtag or something. But then I found Michelle and we took her six week course and I learned about connection, which was very foreign to me. Even though I had it with Caleb the first two years of his life, I really, I didn't even know that I was doing that. So we did the course. There was a lot of upset from Caleb, lots of tears. <laughs> but what I what I think in my head now is before I wasn't fully living, like we were making all these detours, like whether it was the mm-hmm. grocery store or at the park, if somebody had a scooter, like yeah, I was moving around things so that he wouldn't see things so that he wouldn't blow up. And now I'm like, dude, look at the goldfish. There's goldfish. You probably want those. We're not going to get the, you know, cause now I'm not afraid. I'm like, blow up and I can take Mm -hmm. it. Yep. Which is what I needed because I was so afraid of tears and upsetting anyone and looking like I wasn't the perfect mother. And now I'm like (laughs) very far from perfect, but we're connected all the time for my husband too. Cause we didn't grow up with that at all we didn't know anything about connection it was all about the punishments and rewards and achieving yeah I think you're so right I think none of us really grew up with the idea of connection and so it's so foreign to come to behaviors like defiance with connection when that just seems beyond counterintuitive and against kind of what society and and all of our old roles tell us but 
our kids crave connection with us. It's part of what keeps them relaxed and calm and able to think well. They want the relationship between us to be smooth and full of love and compassion. And, I'm, you know, we want that, too. And they want to see that they're understood and they want to know that we understand where they're coming from. And when they feel this way, then they're, they know that their best interests are, are in mind and they can move through life with more ease. So everything becomes less difficult. Before we dive into the next segment, a quick shout out to our fantastic sponsors who make this free podcast possible. This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. ByHeart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. ByHeart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. ByHeart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. My book, Unpunished, is finally here. It is my journey into connected parenting, the idea of perfection and how it nearly took me down as a mom. I give you my best thinking around how to be a connected parent and the insights that I've discovered over the last 12 years of this incredible journey. I'm giving my book away for free, plus shipping and handling. So go to unpunished.com and get yours today. We're shipping domestically and we're also shipping internationally. Okay, back to the episode. Mm -hmm. So maintaining the connection with our child is what's the important thing. And because we do that, then our kids can be relaxed and they do well. And in positive, connected, conscious parenting, it's believed that we do whatever it takes to promote and foster the connection as opposed to rupturing the connection. Because when the connection's broken, children begin to act in ways they don't want to. And we see all kinds of behaviors that, you know, drive us insane and make us crazy, like rigidity and whining and aggression and defiance and arguments. So life is disconnecting (laughs) and um, we can't, we can't get around that, right? Life's disconnecting. There's so much that we do is disconnecting and there's no changing that. So things like disappointment or a bad exchange with a friend or a family member can lead to disconnection. All kinds of tiny things can lead to disconnection. A lot of parents will say, well, I'm not disconnected to my kid. I feel super connected to them. And you may feel that, but they go through disconnections that will disrupt their, their calm. And so we have to work extra hard to get connected to them so that those things in their world affect them less. Um, And so then we get to the whole idea of brain science and brain science helps us understand connection because it tells us that when the prefrontal cortex is disengaged and that's your reasoning center and your judgment center, when that becomes disengaged, our child can't think well. And it becomes disengaged when the limbic system and that's where all our feelings are held becomes kind of unstable. Mm -hmm. 
And when the limbic system becomes unstable, it throws the prefrontal cortex offline. And that's what gets our kids, you know, making bad choices. And it's not that they're bad, quote unquote, bad kids. It's just that they're making choices that aren't what they would make if their prefrontal cortex was engaged. And the connection piece is what remedies this. It's what keeps that judgment center, that reasoning center, that making decision center intact. And so we want to constantly be bringing that prefrontal cortex back online so that our kids can function well. And I think that's what um, really drives me in my thinking now. I'm like, oh, prefrontal cortex disengaged, must <laughs> must re-engage now. How can I do this? This and is what I, I always picture you. You do the hand motion. And so whenever they freak out, I'm like, oh, flip yep. the lid. Don't you call I'll it like, yeah. And that's what Dr. Dan Siegel says. He's like, they flipped your lid, literally, yeah. that your prefrontal cortex becomes disengaged, unattached to the limbic system. And it just flips open. And quite frankly, we do the same thing as adults. I've flipped my lid on my kids, on my spouse, on somebody who cuts me off in traffic many times <laughs> because I am, I'm, I'm not thinking well either and I'm not connected. Mm -hmm. And so if we keep this in mind, then we can maintain connection and we maintain connection by doing away with punishments, increasing one-on-one -in -one time, empathy, play, using kind, supportive words, and regulating our own emotions and remaining calm when things get rocky. And if we can do all of that, which is a lot to ask in every, any given day, then we can maintain the connection. Does that mean your kids are always going to behave correctly? No, 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 no. But those times when they don't become less tumultuous because we can get them back online better and quicker with less damage. Because when we yell and scream and punish and during those times, then we really erode the connection. And what we want to do is kind of maintain and preserve it. And that's why we stay away from punishments. And that's why we stay calm and regulate ourselves. It isn't easy and it's super counterintuitive, but that's the idea, the whole idea behind connective parenting. So... I guess that's kind of it. We kind of, you know, move through upsets with connection as opposed to punishment. And we just keep in the back of our mind that our kids want to be good. They want to do the right thing. But sometimes life gets in the way. I totally agree with that. I was just thinking this morning I flipped my lid and it was more directed at my husband than my kids. But I texted, I have this group of 10 friends, we're all in a group text and I text them and I was like, I feel like garbage. Like I totally lost it. I shouldn't have done that. And one of my friends sent me a picture of the line to success and it's a straight arrow and it says what people think. And then in the next one, it says what it actually is. And it's an arrow with like a bunch of lines everywhere. And then the arrow at the end. And I feel like for me, when I started this, I was like, okay, I'm starting today and I'm going to be perfect and I'm never going to yell at my kids again. And then I would beat myself up. And now I'm like, okay, I'm going to yell someday. It's like, I am going to regress to how I used to parent. But overall, I can recognize that now and then I apologize and we move forward and we rebuild the connection. And that's the part yeah. that I think is so hard to accept that it's yeah. just not going to be perfect. No, <laughs> it's not. And, but the great thing about that whole paradigm, what you said is that we forgive our kids for their transgressions and we know they're not perfect. And in turn, when we mess up, they know we're not perfect. And if we're all just striving to do better 
then that's the best we can do. And that is what life is about. Perfection is like a game that you can't even engage in because there is no winner in that game, you know? And I was the same way. I was like, I will be perfect parent. I am teacher. I will, everyone will read at four and go to swim class. And like, you know, and it was like, lady, you're going to lose your mind. And that's what ended up happening as I lost my mind because I couldn't control it into perfection. And I tried so hard and it ate me alive. And so this connection piece and forgiving myself and what you just said is like, I think that's the essence of what this method is all about. Yeah. Just showing up every day, trying, not giving up. And you, but you have to believe in it. That's the other thing is you have to really understand the benefits of what you're doing or I don't yeah. think you'll stick to it. No. And it's not a quick fix. It's a no. long process. <laughs> it's it's very a long, long process. Yeah. Because you're is. mostly fixing yourself. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to tell everybody that right away. <laughs> They'll be like, we're out of here. <laughs> I need to fix my kid. <laughs> so I try to intentionally connect with my kids every day. And I feel like when I have a plan to do it and that plan is thought out, that then I have a better chance of making connection a priority. And I feel like we make plans for play dates. We make plans for our meals. We make plans for, um, you know, outings. We make all kinds of plans, but we don't necessarily make a plan to connect. And so I have put together this um, connection plan guide, and it's called Connection 101. And I give you my connection plan, what I try to do every day. And then I give you a bunch of ideas about how you can form your connection plan. And then I give you a space to actually physically write out your connection plan. And I know it sounds like kind of mundane, but when you can do that and then you can say, oh, okay, this is what I'm going to do every day. And we don't, we're not perfect, but at least it's something you can strive to. When I read it, I was like, this is kind of like a meal plan when you go on a diet, like you need to see somebody's example, like yeah. what they eat each day so that you can mirror, but adjust it to your own schedule. Right. <laughs> yes. I thought it was good too. I was like, oh, we need a plan, right? Yes. I Everyone love, I does. Never had a plan. Now I'm going to make a plan. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. So we'll link that on here and then check out the rest of Michelle's website. There's lots of goodies on there. And if you have any more questions, you can direct message either one of us or get to Michelle through her website. Please give us your parenting questions so that we can um, talk about them on our podcast because we need good material. And um, I'm peaceandparentingla.com. You can find me there and send me questions there or Instagram. And also um, Facebook, All Peace and Parenting. And like us and subscribe, please, because we're brand, brand new. And send us to all your friends so that, you know, we can get the message out there. And we hope to see you guys in the weeks to come. Yeah, we'll be back really soon. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you.